0: You're listening to Play Callers, new episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out the Tires Den Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Hello and welcome to the Play Callers Podcast. Listeners, we're back with episode 12 with defensive coordinator and linebackers, Coach Scott Goolsby for the Auburn High School. Uh, Coach Goolsby, how are you doing on this Sunday? We usually record these on a Saturday, but we record it on Sunday. Also, our co-host Taylor Gottney isn't here. For y'all Play College listeners out there, he's on his way back from a college visit. So it's just going to be me and Reese today. But Coach Goolsby, how are you doing on this Sunday night? I'm doing well,
1: guys. Thank you for um, Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, no problem, Coach. Yeah, we, no problem. You know, we uh we feel honored to have you on this show. And I'm gonna go ahead and get us started off with some questions. And I'm gonna go ahead and start off with asking you, how would you describe your specific style of coaching as a whole? And what about defense makes you want to coach on that side of the ball
1: specifically, since mm. you're the defensive coordinator of the team? Man, that's a that's a good question. I I think my style of coaching, in terms of the way I, I relate to the kids, is. I try to coach them hard, and, and I've been thinking about this really all day because, obviously, the season season ended Friday night, and I was thinking about, you know, the seniors, and, <clears throat> you know, I, I hope they had a positive experience playing for us. So, uh, but but I try to coach the little details i got. I think that's my job. If I'm going to coach them, I want to coach them as hard as I can and, and coach all the little things and, uh, you know, just – give them everything I got like I asked them to do. And, uh, you know, I I never want them to think that they're just a, you know, tool to win a football game. I want them to know that I love them and that I care for them and that I hope they have, you know, success after they get through playing football for us. And I've been texting all my guys all day, just kind of telling them that. So I think that's my style. Um, I only know one way to do it, and that's to just to do it hard. Uh, and give them everything I got, like I said. But uh, I want them to know that I love them. Uh, that, that was what, how I would characterize my coaching style um, as far as yes. defense. I love the aggressive nature of defense. And, and I've said for a long time, you know, football's gotten away from that a little bit over the last 25 years. And if it ever gets to where you can't be aggressive on defense, I'm not going to coach anymore because that's, that's just kind of my style and, and my personality. I love that part of the game. I love the physical aspect of it, uh, you know, and I love how, you know, I, I love how you just get to take a kid and and try to get him to learn to just go turn it loose and be aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. That, that's one thing I love about it is that, that part of the game. And then I also just love the kind of the chess match between, you know, an offense and what they run and trying to figure out why are they doing this, and then how we match it and, and watch it all the pieces of the puzzle just kind of get put together that, you know, hopefully turns out to be, a you know, a pretty picture of um, stopping the offense. So but those are the two main reasons that I enjoy coaching defense. Yes, sir,
0: that's awesome. And, I mean, talking about the game on Friday – Uh, me and Reese were at the game. We were filming blue Collar mentality and obviously didn't go the way that, you know, any of us in the city of Auburn wanted to, you know, um, 49 to 21 tough loss on the road against central. And then we were there after the game as well, you know, heard the post game speech from coach Etheridge and all the players were very, you know, emotional because it's tough. I mean, you know, last game in high school, some of them will play D1. Some of them will go on to pursue other careers. And so, you know, tough loss. And I'm going to ask one quick question, one quick question about, like, yeah. the actual game. Um, yeah. In terms of the game, you know, it started out the way you all wanted to on defense uh, with the fumble recovery inside the 20. You know, I mean, and, you know, me and the boys discussed on H's countdown the other day before the game, um, you know, the, turno- the turnover battle would be key, you know, in that game with it being second round of the playoffs and rivalry and whatnot. But what exactly was y'all's game plan going into this game in terms of turnovers, also as well as just the overall game plan on defense?
1: Well, I mean, the game plan's got to- He's as good as advertised. He's, in my mind, he's the best receiver that I've ever tried to defend against in 24 years of coaching. He's he's uh, really, really good. And what makes that team dangerous is they're good everywhere. Um, if you try to take him away, there's another guy. And if you try to take that guy away, well, then there's back over to Cam Coleman and there's really just weapons everywhere you look, and they're really good up front. And so, you know, the first time we played them, we, we tried to stop the run and get pressure and single up Cam Coleman. And so this time we tried to double him, and uh, that allowed him to go to, you know, the running back and to Daylen Upshaw and to number two. And then they were still able to go to, you know, Cam Coleman too. So uh, the, the game plan was to double him and to get after the quarterback. And, uh, you know, none of that really worked, I mean, obviously. And, you know, they're, they're good. I'll be surprised if they don't win the state ch- I'll be very surprised if they don't win the state championship. Uh, you know, whether it's Thompson or Hewitt Trustful, both those teams are really well. But I, I, I don't see a weakness on this central team. So um, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting for sure. But that was the game plan. Yes,
0: sir. I mean, speaking about Cam Coleman, I mean, me and Reese got the chance to talk to him. I mean, after the game, because we usually talk to like, you know, some of the best players of the game, interview them after the game for both sides. Um, We talked to Bryce Kane the week before. I mean, y'all went went up against two of the best receivers in the state of Alabama, you know, two weeks, two weeks in a row. And I mean, yeah, like you said, Cam Coleman, you know, top 10 player next year's recruiting class, heck of a player. But I want to look back on the entire season as a whole. I mean, this Auburn team fought through. Y'all fought through a lot of adversity from early injuries as well as a tough loss by one point on the literal last play of the game against Enterprise early this season. But this team was able to fight back and get to the second round of the playoffs and finish nine and three. But two of those losses were coming up against you know the number one team in the state and Central. So I just want to ask, what would you say about this team's heart this season? And how were they able to fight through adversity this season all the way up until the very end?
1: Yeah, I mean I can't say enough about their heart. They uh, and for me, just as a coach, it's probably been uh, there's been more tight ball games in this season than probably ever in my career. Um, And you know, we talk to the kids on defense all the time about you know having pride and not letting people in the end zone and making them earn it. And when you go back and you look at you know how the enterprise game went with. You know, the turnovers and then, you know, we're winning and then we don't and they kick a field goal at the end. You know, I was proud of the defense at then for how they played and for not, not letting them in the end zone and making them kick a field goal. because uh, so I thought we could block it and win the game. And then you go to Dothan and that's double overtime. And then you go to Opelika and, the, you know, we, you win that game in the last few seconds. Um, I, It's unbelievable what they did for us. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell them all that at some point. I kind of have already. But they played with tremendous heart all year in every single game. Uh, And they did it again Friday night. We could have easily folded in the second half and gave up 75 points. I mean, that team's got the potential to score whatever they want to score. But uh, the kids didn't quit, and uh, they played with some pride. And, you know, we asked them all all year to play for the A. And, uh, you know, just represent that. It means something to, you know, us as coaches and them as players and to community members. And so we wanted to represent it the right way. And uh, I thought they did it all year long. And and I told them, you know, after the game and then some through text messages, don't let, you know, the results of the last game, uh, you know, make you forget about all the good that happened through the year. I mean, we won nine ball games and we lost our starting quarterback. And we lost a starting linebacker to an ACL, and we lost another linebacker to a to an MCL. Yeah. Um, and so it was just a lot of injuries, a lot of guys that had to play, you know, new positions. I think the last four games of the year uh, was the first four games in a row where we had, you know, all the same linebackers starting the game. And so it was a lot, and uh, I, I just I appreciate their, their efforts. It was unreal.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, you know, I was a witness to it. Uh, everybody at Auburn High School was a witness to I mean, this team did really fight through the season from week to week. You know, no, no game was really like gimme games. You know, you could argue like Jag and Smith Station, they haven't had the greatest seasons this year. But, you know, every game was tough. And, you know, y'all found a way to get to nine wins, you know, and then be competitive, you know, against, you know, some of the best teams in the state. But my last question before I send it to my co-host Reese here for a little bit, um, I want to stay on the topic of the season as a whole. What were some of your favorite moments with this team, whether it was, you know, during summer practices, preparing for the season, throughout the week, during the season at practice, or at any of the games specifically?
1: Well, I mean, some of my favorite games, I mean, the Dothan game, the, just the way it went, the way it ended, the Opalaki game, you know, the way it went and the way it ended, th- those are some of my favorite games. And then, of course, the travel game here at the Duck, you know, that was a fun game. Uh, I, those were some fun. But some of my funnest moments with them were at practice and in our meetings and, uh, you know, just being around them. I, I, we've told them all year they were, they were a funny group. They were a, a good group to be around. Um, like I said, they were – they were very easy to coach because they took it. Uh, there was no, you know, football, football is an aggressive kind of a passionate, and people think, you know, hey, coaches, y'all just go out there and yell all the time and all that. And that's not really true. I mean, sometimes you have to yell because they're all spread out over the field. But whenever they did get yelled at and get coached really, really hard and maybe got punished, they just took it and did it with a good attitude and, uh, you know, that, that that was fun for me, but just being around the guys in our film sessions and in and in the weight room, they're just a bunch of good dudes. And uh, you know, it's easy for a coach when you enjoy being around the kids that you're coaching. That's you know, that, that makes the job a whole lot more enjoyable.
0: Yes, sir. I, I like that. And now I'm gonna send it to my co host Reese. He's gonna ask you some questions. Reese,
2: go ahead and take it away. How's it going, coach? Going good, man. Um, my first question I'm going to start with is uh, after Friday night's loss, you know, what were some positives you saw uh, from that game, from your defense?
1: Well, I think the pride that they just played in the second half. You know, we told them at one point under the 10s, so look, guys, the, the, the outcome of the game is not the point right now. The point is, you know, if we are going out tonight and this is the end, how do you want to go out? Do you want to go out quitting and just laying down? Or do you want to go out? and play with pride, and represent they and play for they like we've asked you to all year, and we yeah. told them that under the 10, and then, you know, at halftime, um, we went in, and, you know, made a couple adjustments to try to give ourselves some kind of chance in the second half, but, you know, we took, we drilled some things, and told them, you know, but none of this is going to work if we don't go out and play with pride, like pride for just yourself, and your family, and for the team, and, and for the A, and, uh, and they did that. And so, for me, that was the biggest positive that we can that we could take out of, of that whole game is the pride that they played with.
2: Yeah, it, it was a very uh, very uh, good game in the second half. Y'all played on defense. And, you know, you guys didn't uh, hold them to a lot of points there in the second half, honestly, um, that we saw on the sideline. And mm-hmm. uh, my next question is, obviously, you guys are going to spend some time with your family over this holiday season coming up. Uh, but right. what are you guys going to work on um, defensively? in the offseason to prepare for next season?
1: Oh, man, I'll be honest with you. I had not had a ton of time to think about that yet. I've still been kind of processing this season. I actually had told myself that I was going to give myself this week before I even started thinking about next season. But I already do know some things in my mind. You know, we'll always work on, you know, tackling. Uh, we're we're going to work on a, uh, just a couple different – we're a four-man front team, and we're going to – Still have that, but we're going to work on some three man front stuff, um, and, and and a lot of the same stuff. We'll go to coaching clinics. Uh, yeah, there'll be coaching clinics all across the, the country, really. Um, that we'll go to. But to be honest, you know, the next couple of weeks, I'm going I'm going to relax a little bit this week, and this will be the first time in probably five years I've been able to go anywhere for Thanksgiving because because of football. Which I would I wish it would be like that the rest of my career. I'd much rather. You know, be here practicing football, but uh, we're not. So I'm going to go to my parents and enjoy some time down there for this week, and then uh, you know we'll we'll tie up this season and, and spend the next couple of days at school packing everything away and cleaning up the field and trying to get all that done. And then when we come back, we'll get in that weight room, and that's going to be a big uh, big thing this all season Is I feel like we got a good group coming back, and so we're going to try to pound them in that weight room and get them. Uh, bigger, faster, stronger. So that, yeah. that'll, that'll be the very first thing we do um, when we get back from Thanksgiving. Yeah.
2: And then uh, my next question is, uh, how special is it to teach some of these students in driver's ed at the high school and then see them on the field playing for you?
1: Yeah, that's cool. And a lot of the guys that uh, my wife and I were talking, you know, some of the guys in this class, like we have watched them we watched them grow up. You know, Tyler McKinnon and David Smith were ball boys. Uh basically when I first got here, so they, they have been on a football field with us since they were kids, you know? And so, uh, and my, my wife's invested in this with the kids like I am. So, you know, she's crying on the field Friday night. My daughters are crying, you know, they're my youngest is a ball girl. And, uh, so they're invested in it, but yeah, I mean, that part's cool. And, you know, Ty Hudson, uh, was in the fourth grade when she taught, she taught fourth grade at Rice Mill. And so, you know he he he's a junior and he played a big role for us and he'll be a senior next year so yeah I mean in terms of just being a teacher and and uh, you know teaching kids and driving them and then seeing them grow and play football that's cool but then also you know my wife's got a role in that too she taught a lot of these kids and um, yeah watched them grow and play so it's awesome
2: yeah and then my last question before I turn it back over to Max to end the show um. Are there any younger guys you're expecting to make a splash next year in the lineup?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, but Carnell Jackson is a sophomore. He'll be a junior for us next year, and he played. He tore his was and missed maybe the first half of the season, uh, but the yeah. second half he got in, got a lot of reps, and he's a big, strong uh, kid that I think is going to be a really good player, and I think he's going to be a college football player uh so him you know jackson Lovern is a kid that didn't play a lot this year he's a really good football player but he played behind some seniors i expect him to play a huge role for us um on defense uh next year isaac benford's a sophomore is another kid you know caleb pitts is coming back up front uh carl ford mike foster you know of course we'll have ty hudson back and uh, My gun, and then, I'm, and I'm trying to think of other names that I know I'm forgetting. But th- those are a handful of names that you know I expect us to. Um, uh, Cameron Creighton is another one uh, that I expect to have a big year. Um, you know, we always lose a lot of seniors. I think this year we had two seniors, uh, two starters coming back on defense, and so it was a process for us to develop a unit that could compete. And uh you know, they did that. We gave up 150 points all year during the regular season. That's 15 points a game, so uh, uh, good when you're playing at all level of football, but uh, yeah. yeah, so those guys, I think will come back and hopefully help us build another unit that can you know bust through the wall this time and and beat Central or whoever it is and get back to the championship game.
2: Yeah, thanks, coach.:
1: Yes, sir, absolutely.
0: All right, Coach, I'm going to end you off with three quick questions, and then we'll let you go on with your uh, Sunday night, Sunday evening. Um, I'm going to go and get started with talking about your relationship with some specific coaches. First, Coach E, Coach Etheridge. Uh, You were one of the several coaches that was with him at Oxford a couple years ago, and then you chose to follow him to Auburn. So what about Coach E made you want to follow him to Auburn, and what can you say about y'all's relationship?
1: Well, I was actually not with him at Oxford. I've been in Auburn for a while, and he he kept me that. here. He kept me here, which was, uh, you know, so, to, to be honest, uh, I was kind of worried about when anytime there's a coaching change and you're on the staff that was here before, you you, you kind of worry about what's going to happen. But uh, coach, he kept me, and he he's a great guy. We got a great relationship. Uh, you know, we listen, laugh at stupid Instagram reels and all, and stuff all the time, just like people probably wouldn't expect football coaches to do, but he's a guy that lets me do my job and uh, does not uh, handicap me or anybody on staff in any way. But it's also a lot of uh, responsibility because if a guy's going to let you do your job and give you the freedom to do your job, it makes you want to do a good job for him. So, you know, I love him. I think he's a great guy and he's a great person. And uh, like I said, it's, it's it's huge for me as a, as a coordinator to have a head coach that uh, just lets me do my job. I, I love that part.
0: Yes, sir. I mean, I've been able to, you know, talk to Coachy e a couple times in the halls, you know, and uh, the few times when I was at y'all's practice earlier this year filming Blue Collar Mentality. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, great guy. I mean, you know, he's really, you know, always upbeat, you know, and always just really kind. And um, – but – I also want to talk about your relationship because you're not only the defensive coordinator, you're also the linebackers coach right. along with coach Ferguson, yeah. who we had the pleasure to interview in episode five of the show. Um, what would you say about your relationship with coach Ferg and as well as the rest of the coaching staff in general? I
1: can't say enough about our coaching staff. Uh, they're, they're uh, a lot of times on staff, you get guys that may have ego problems and it's, you know, unpleasant to work. And, uh, I, I hate that. I mean, I've been doing this too long. I have no interest in having an ego and dealing with an ego guy and, and being in a miserable work environment. And uh, we don't have that on our coaching staff. They've they've done a great job all year long. They coach the little details. Um, you know, they're team players, they're team guys, everybody in our staff room when we get in there to meet's got a voice. And uh, every opinion's important, and we try to hear them all out. Uh, but as far as G. goes, you know, he's a really young guy. And he's a really good coach. He's a better coach at his age than I was at that age. Um, and uh, he's, he's a great person, number one. And, uh, you know, that's good for him. That's good for the kids to be around somebody like that. Uh, I'd rather him be around a good person before I would, you know, a bad person just a good coach. So uh, I love G. Ferg a lot. Uh, he was brought up the right way. And he does a good job on, on the field too. Yes,
0: sir. I mean, you know, we've – had the pleasure to talk to a lot of the coaching staff this year and I mean all of them yeah have been really nice you know really great people and who really enjoy their job I mean you know when we asked when I asked you the question earlier when I said uh how do you describe your coaching style we asked that to a lot of the coaches and y'all a lot of y'all say similar things in terms of how y'all interact with the players and like y'all you know try to actually you know get to know them and not just be you know hard on them all the time and be super serious so I mean that's just great to have, you know, as a as a community and a unit. But my last question, and this is we ask this to every coach as the final question. Usually, it's Taylor, but he's on the way back. He's on a plane right now. Right. Um, but what does Auburn High School, as well as the city of Auburn as a whole, mean to you personally?
1: Yeah, it means a lot. Um, I'll just say this: we uh, I've been here a while. I think I think I've been here ten years. It's a great place to live. Uh, it's a great school system, sometimes I think we forget, and by we I mean me, we forget how blessed we are in Auburn, uh, because we just live here every day, and I think sometimes we forget how blessed we are uh, at Auburn High School, and uh, you know, I, I get, this This may sound corny, but when the band plays Hooray for Auburn, you know, that hits me in the core, I love that song, I, I feel like, I, did, I didn't grow up here, I didn't graduate from Auburn High, but I feel like I'm an Auburn High guy, um, we were at the Right like a road little, not a pet rally, but where they open car doors. And I'm standing there and watching the kids open up car doors. And, and, you know, the cheerleaders are there and football players in the band. And the band's playing Hooray for Auburn. And I told my wife, I said, I don't think I could be anywhere. Song. if I was at another school or somewhere else coaching against Auburn and I heard that song, I I don't think I could do it. I think I'm an Auburn high guy. That's just what I am. Uh, so it's a blessing to be here. The kids are, are great. Uh, you know, the teachers are great. The administration's great. You know, the city officials are great. Mayor Anders called me yesterday uh, just to check on me and make sure that I was fine after the game, and he's he's been an encourager for me since I've been in Auburn and my family, so, uh, you know, it's it's a great, great place to live. There's a few other places around the state that I can think of that I would go. Man, that's a better place than Auburn. I, I can't think of it. Uh, we're, we're blessed here for sure.
0: Yes, sir. I mean, I feel the exact same way. I mean, I've lived in Auburn since I was three years old. So, and I mean, I've just loved the city the entire time I've been here. Love, you know the teachers that I've been able to meet because I've gr- grown up through Auburn City Schools. Actually, I was talking to my parents earlier today, and they uh, reminded me the reason that we moved to Auburn from uh, Mississippi, where I was born, uh, is because of the uh, educational system, because of the school system, you know, Auburn City Schools. And so, I mean, yeah, it's just great, you know, to be here in Auburn, you know. I'm As a senior, you know, it's kind of, I said I wouldn't be, you know, emotional on graduation night, but I have a feeling it's coming. But um, (laughs) thank you so much, Coach, though, um, for your time. Uh, Reese, do you have any other questions for Coach Goolsby? Uh, nope. Before we let you go, Coach Goolsbee, we're going to go ahead and do our segment called Sounds to the Game, where Reese, my co-host, got some interviews on Friday night at the Central Game. He got an interview with Coach Ethers before the game. He also got some commentary before the game of himself, and then he also got the refs talking to the players during the coin toss. All that and
2: more on Sounds of the Game. Enjoy. I'm here with head football coach, Coach Etheridge. Coach Etheridge, uh, what is y'all's mentality going into the game tonight uh, against Central? You already played them this season, but
3: sadly lost at home. Just win, win or go home. You don't know, you don't win, you, you got to go home. So yeah. that's our mentality. We gotta we gotta win this football game. You know, just do the little things right. Don't turn the ball over. Don't give them you know uh, outs on third down and long like we did last time. You know, and take care of the football. We turned the ball over a couple times last time. We can't do that. Uh, what are you looking for from your quarterback, uh, Jackson Kilgore tonight? I'm looking for him and Henry to play great tonight. You know, um, those, those those guys got to lead us. You know, they got to be the guys who uh, do the majority of touching the ball. So. You know, if you're gonna to touch the ball, you gotta you gotta produce on nights like this. You know, this is a big game.
2: And then, uh, you know, my last question is, uh, you know, our defense—the last game when we played Central, we did very well. We played very well, actually,
3: uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Are you just looking for that performance again here tonight? Yeah, we got to stop the run like we did last time, and we also got to find a way to find eight and, and keep him from making big plays. Thanks, coach. All right, bud. This
1: is tonight. Congratulations on being
2: Bruce Kinder here back again just before the game's about to start. We're about, uh, yeah, we're actually about to start the kick right now um, as I think Auburn is going to, uh, yeah, Auburn's going to kick to Central. So uh, can't wait to get this great game started. And uh, I will see you guys at the end of the first quarter.
0: That'll do it for Play Callers episode 12. Thank you so much to Coach Goolsby for taking this time to sit down with us at the end of the season, and we look forward to next season to see what y'all have in store for us. But, Coach, is there anything else you'd like to say to the fans
1: before you go? No, I mean, I I guess I would say thank you guys for following our team around. Every place we went this year, we had a packed, uh, you know, crowd. I think about when we went down to Baker four hours away, Mobile County Public School, and it was raining all day. I wondered, well, what our crowd looked like. We had a better crowd than Baker did, you know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Tiger fans travel and they're yeah. old and they're supportive and you know you guys with mass media you guys do a great job so you know just thank you highly connected with all that man it's, it's been a fun year
0: thank you so much coach ghoulsy once again and like i said before that'll do it for play colors episode 12 until next week when we get another great coach on this podcast I were saying see y'all Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Play
2: Callers. Be sure to check out our episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast, The Tiger's End, where we dive into the world of sports.
0: Be sure to check out those episodes coming out every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Thanks for listening.